Hey everybody, welcome back to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Lowe. I'm Rick from the Mad Max Minute. And I'm Julia, also from the Mad Max Minute. Hi guys. Yay, thanks for coming on board with us on Point Break Minute. Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Excellent. So, we're just jumping right in, uh, diving right in uh, to Minute 39. Yeah. Want to take it away, Jessa? Yeah. So minute 39 starts with a house of people laughing. And Johnny just has his feet and boots hanging out of the car. You know, not mm-hmm. conspicuous at all. <laughs> and uh, then... That's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. To- totally undercover. You know, just guy hanging out in a car for hours on end. Yeah. With his feet hanging out the window. Yeah. And it's, you know, I was thinking maybe because... I doubt that gang of guys in the house is really paying that much attention to anything else going on around them. No, they probably aren't. But (laughs) still, you know. So uh, they're doing that, and then you can hear uh, somebody in the background saying, who is that girl? No, the girl with the really big tits. (laughs) Wow, I I did not catch the background uh, voices. Yeah. (laughs) I I just kind of tuned it out. I'm glad someone was paying attention. Yeah, because to me, I was wondering if it was just Anthony Kiedis. And then just Anthony Kiedis was like, no, no, no. Just let me say this. Just let me say this. (laughs) (laughs) Give me this line. (laughs) Now, do we know if that actually was Anthony Kiedis? Because I was watching this minute over and over, straining, trying to think who it was. And I just haven't had the time with the movie to really learn the names of the guys that live in this house. I don't know. I mean... I mean, he was definitely in earlier minutes, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 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 And we did see he, he got out of the, the Jeep in the previous minute. And my guess is it would have been either him or War Child. And we do see him in the house later in the, the raid scene. So I'm thinking it probably was him. Um, emo undercut I think had too has too high of a pitch voice for that to be him mm-hmm. and um, Bunker probably not him but I don't know I don't know why I think that so emo I undercut know. I don't think has any lines well you know he earlier no, he, he just says, has a laugh I guess no earlier he says get him yeah <laughs> oh yeah from off screen <laughs> yeah he has no, off screen no it's on screen it is on screen yeah and he okay. says it very un- enthusiastically <laughs> So, yeah. He's encouraging uh, War Child to, to beat up Utah. Yeah. So then uh, they go over to the changing of the shifts, and they um, Utah says, here comes the night shift. And the guys in the car, those little square heads, they're really mad about this. Um, they're saying this is bullshit. This is a bullshit lead. This is totally bullshit. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. A lot Heart, of bullshit. Yeah. Heart you know, I can't help but wonder how Alvarez feels about this whole situation. It just, <laughs> yeah. his acting is so subtle. Yeah. And the dialogue is so vague. Nuanced. He's really keeping it on, on the down low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I love, too, is later after um, Busey hands him the pizza, the other guy does this really stupid, super middle school, like, rolling up of his middle finger oh, yeah. that just looks so childish and dumb. Yeah, he's like, well, I, yeah. he doesn't, I don't have any lines in this scene, but I'm going to make the most of my screen time. Yeah, I have to make my mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Chris yeah. Pratt made it cool. Chris like, Pratt well, sold it. Yeah. Cool, I think, is a strong word. Like, I feel if you're going to do something <laughs> he like made that, it funny. you've got to yeah, have, like, go. charisma behind it. 
you know? Yeah, he, he made it yeah. into, he made it, uh, he elevated it, I would say, with, uh, yeah. you know, he made it into a whole bit, uh, whereas this guy just kind of does it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going bro to the extreme. And uh, Mern was noticing, is this, do they have the cigar again in this shot? Well, uh, uh, Pappas has a cigar. Yeah. As he hands them the cold pizza for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Just yummy. I mean, that was kind of nice, though. Like, here's this food. Um, he does it in a very uh, condescending way. But, yeah, I mean, it's good. Um, I did, uh, I, I remembered um, with the cold pizza line, my mom uh, had a record of Christine Lavin, who has a song called Cold Pizza for Breakfast from the album uh, Future Fossils from 1987. And, and it's uh, a folk song. The, yeah, it's yeah. a folk song, I guess. But it's about, like, uh, uh, this woman went on a date, and then it's like the morning after all she has left is cold pizza for breakfast and warm Coke on the side. Oh. Uh, so it's kind of a funny, sad little song. I just, I have... A distinct memory of it from my childhood. Now, I don't want to besmirch any singer-songwriters out there, but I mean, if you've got cold pizza, that tells me that you have a refrigerator. Put the Coke in the fridge. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Have some respect for your soft drink. Come on. I mean, if it was a Pepsi, sure, throw that stuff in the garbage. That stuff's awful. But Coke, put it in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. I guess presumably the Coke Coke and pizza were left out. So in that case, they would be the same temperature. Like lukewarm pizza. Room temperature pizza for breakfast. (laughs) I'm all good with cold pizza for breakfast. I'm all about that. But room temperature pizza for breakfast? That's a line I don't think I can cross. Warm Coke doesn't sound very appetizing either. No. Not at all. So, now, oh, sorry. Now, did you guys happen to catch the brand of pizza that Pappas shoved through the window? No. It looked like Domino's. It, it looked like a Domino's box. It yeah. looked yeah. like Domino's to me. Yeah. And you, can't see, you can't see the logo, but the box yeah. shape is very distinctive. Yeah. I have to wonder if Domino's, like, got some sort of deal with the production company. Like, have Domino's be the official pizza of the Point Break movie production. Well, in, in that case, I would have wanted Pappas yeah. to, that to be part of Pappas's line. Like, yeah, cool Domino's. Knock knock, it's Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Hawaiian Hawaiian pizza with a pineapple and bacon is the official radical pizza. So. Yeah, they just live to get radical. So yeah. So the scene transitions and goes to the party. And I have to say, this party's kind of off the hook. I, I would want to be at this party. Um, it's a little seedy and a little dirty, but they have a motherfucking fire breather. Yeah, who looks kind of like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Or has the hair, at least. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Although the whole fire breathing thing inside was a little much for me. Like, yeah. Go out to the backyard. Okay, I, I mean, they just jumped on radical. the internet. I jumped yeah. on the internet and I was looking at different websites talking about fire breathing and I found a bunch of you know safety tips, do's and don'ts, what kind of accelerant tip, to use, don't. technique, and yeah. I searched on every single page the words indoors, and none of the pages <laughs> mentioned not doing it indoors specifically. Wow. So I feel like in the fire breathing community, they know that that's a bad enough idea that they don't assume that they have to tell people not to do that indoors. But I like that's an unspoken common sense rule. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that one would think would be common sense in this movie that 
doesn't quite happen, but I don't know. There's, there's something extreme. Many, many things. Yeah. Well, if you want the, the ultimate, you got to pay the ultimate fire price. breathing indoors. Yeah. 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 You do see a torch in a later minute. I, I think in the next minute, you see a torch kind of in the background inside. So oh. that could have led to something. Who knows? You know what this party is missing? <laughs> what? This party is missing a dude with a pair of flaming nunchucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and like yeah. elevated yeah. there there is a scene in mad max to the road warrior which we just finished covering mm-hmm. where they raiders up on the hill are having this little torture montage and they're out on their motorbikes doing donuts and what and there is one dude who has a pair of flaming nunchucks and he is just living it up whipping them around and flailing it's like a rave in this guy's <laughs> own head and it completely elevates a nonsensical montage that's, that's amazing excellent yeah. yeah that would be you know a lot of road warrior things i think would be quite fitting actually in this movie because everybody's name sounds like a name out of the road warriors <laughs> yes we, we've established that does. in a couple episodes yeah, yeah. yeah. we yes. have uh psycho stick passion, passion for yeah. slashing uh freight roach. train fiberglass yeah. yeah roach bunker war child war child is really like the main yeah. one and passion for slashing. Yeah, passion for slashing. What was, it? what was that? Disco stick? What was it? Psycho stick. Psycho stick. Yeah. yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know so, there could be there could be a crossover. Yeah. So there. apparently, surfer names and Mad Max names have an overlap of some of a little bit. Yeah. So one thing I thought was kind of interesting is, um, like, I thought before this point that Jimi Hendrix was really hard to get in movies but I did some research apparently not so hard because he has 220 credits to his name Um, although many of his credits are um, you know considered uncredited so I don't know why I thought that they well because the the Jimi Hendrix biopic All Is By My Side uh, starring Andre 3000 uh, featured no Jimi Hendrix music uh, for some reason but I, I don't know if you did they your research. Didn't, they didn't allow, the state didn't allow them. And I don't know why. I don't know if they disagreed with what they were putting in the biopic. But they had, I thought they had to completely change the biopic in order to um, uh, fit not having any of his music in there. Like, it's all just weird they, Yeah, covers. they did. They did. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why, why wouldn't they be allowed to, whereas Point Break was totally fine. Maybe it's like whether they're performing it live or whether it's, you know how much is used how much of the song is used i really don't know that's a good point yeah but yeah this is uh this is if six was nine by Jimi hendrix experience um i'm not going to do my usual bit of reciting the lyrics in a silly <laughs> voice because i don't want to do that to Jimi hendrix i'll do that to any of the other soundtrack songs <laughs> but not this one it just uh it just wouldn't uh wouldn't feel right yeah but it's a good choice of music i think yeah this is like the one good song in this movie <laughs> yeah yeah um we were recording uh yesterday with um jay cloy who is a uh, music composer and designer and uh he uh, he was very appalled by the music choices yeah. in this movie <laughs> I, so. I hadn't quite uh thought of it as in the terms that he did but he was like yeah every every choice is bad wow yeah. um but this one i like this is good yeah. So then, um, you know, the party, it starts the panning, or the camera, I should say, not the party. The camera starts panning over the party a little bit, and it starts 
the you know the little dancer doing his wormy thing and it's one of my favorite moments in this movie yeah and we did really wow that's high praise yeah no it's just because it's so silly looking (laughs) that that is gromit yeah who you know before this point young gromit yeah we refer to as moon moon because he just makes the stupidest (laughs) he is the moon moon of the gang (laughs) yeah but you know, all all is you know forgiven right now because I love his little dance he does. Well, it's it's great. I feel like he is kind of trying, like he's trying to be Keanu Reeves in a way. Like he, the look he has on his face. Does Keanu go around dancing like that? Oh, a maybe lot? not. But I don't know. I just like the his, a little bit of his uh, I don't know essence. And then in the next shot, when it pans over, you get someone who's trying to be Anthony Kiedis. That's true. With that's the t shirt head guy. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, but you know, I don't really have much else to say about this minute other than this party looks off the hook. Uh, I've been sort of trying to, um, I mean, I don't know. We, we some uh, George Hendricks of the Mogwai Minute brought up that there are like 105 f bombs in this movie or something, and uh, I haven't been keeping track, but there was one in this minute, so just wanted to acknowledge that. And there are two middle fingers. There you we go. get the guy doing the crank, and then uh, Keanu does one out the window. And like a million bullshits. And three bullshits, yes. <laughs> <laughs> One F-bomb, two fingers, and three bullshits. There you go. Makes me feel less bad about swearing when yeah. on this podcast. Well, this... I don't I don't think we have nearly that much. I think in Beyond Thunderdome, we get at least one bullshit and two pig shits. I think oh, we might nice. have more pig shits than just the two. I love that phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's very Australian. Yeah. Pig shit. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we have anywhere. Well, no, because Thunderdome is rated PG thirteen, so we don't get any fucks. No. Oh yeah. I don't think we really get any in Mad Max seventy nine or. I f- I feel like if we went Road back Warrior and checked, either. we'd find at least one. Yeah, our movies are pretty mellow when it comes to language and like old <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> although i mean it's pretty surprising for this time that there's like it's that our movie has that many fucks in it yeah and it, they're all you know I, I i didn't really when i watch point break i don't really think like oh wow that was a really salty movie like it's, <laughs> it's not, uh i mean i guess but there is there's like nudity in it and there's uh there's a lot of swearing i guess but mm-hmm. um i also wanted to uh bring up the fact that uh they say they talk about getting the warrant from Mm -hmm. uh director ben harp and i just uh want to think ahead just keep that in mind as we get to later minutes where the where certain blame is placed um that it was ben harp's decision that they got to get the warrant for this house yeah because he yeah right he says uh harp must be really desperate yeah yeah interesting Hmm. there you go yeah now, have you guys uh, tried approaching Domino's for your own uh, sponsorship deal? Because if they if they worked with Point Break, maybe they'll work with Point Break Minute. You guys thought about that at all? I uh, no, but, but it's it's worth considering. I think. Yeah. Um, the only reason I brought it up because seeing Pappas try and push that pizza through the window, I I thought this is an awesome opportunity to like write up a little ad copy. You guys oh. want to hear it? Oh, oh, go for I, it. Yes, please lay it, on, okay. lay it on us. <clears throat> and put on my radio voice. <clears throat> <laughs> this stakeout was brought to you by Domino's. 
Domino's. Nothing beats cold pizza when staking out a bullshit lead when your boss is fucking desperate enough to listen to flakes. Domino's. Now with more swearing in our goddamn ad copy. That is wonderful. Brava. Brava. Is that what you were typing just a few minutes ago? (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually wrote that this afternoon. Okay. Oh, that's the best. Oh, my God. I think you've just, you've just set the bar for guest spots on yeah. the Yeah, you're going to have to send us that. I love it. Just just send that clip over to Domino's. Be like, hey, we could do a partnership here. <laughs> yeah. Get a little bit of kickback. Maybe, like, have a coupon code. You know, yeah. go to Domino's.com, coupon code Point Break Minute. Mm-hmm. for like a dollar off and then they'll just give you a little kickback there see now the, yeah. the question is does domino's make meatball subs too then we'd be really set yeah what would be the official point break pizza i mean meatball meatball and then like pineapple on yeah top it's got to be something with pineapple yeah. Yeah. yeah like a hawaiian pizza of some variation yeah and uh and shrimp yeah, because they get shrimp and fries. <laughs> get shrimp and the foods right, that are mentioned in Point Break fries. are shrimp and fries, <laughs> meatball subs, cold pizza. Uh, there's probably another one. But. Mm. So yeah, it's at Domino's though. The, the Point Break pizza is only served cold. It's never served hot. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's Whoa. kind of a gamble. Yeah. They have to like prepare them all the sa- the day before and then put them in the refrigerator. And so when people order them, they can just pull out the cold ones. Yeah, well, they don't, I'm pretty sure they don't put them in the fridge. They put them in a car sub, outside overnight. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Domino's does make a meatball sub. Do I'm pretty they? sure they might. I think they've branched out into sandwiches and sides and like pasta bowls and stuff. I feel like they do all sorts of things. Pasta bowls. If, if it if it's got carbs, we do it. I mean, Absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to say they do it well, but you know no. they do it. Yeah. <laughs> Domino's, we do it. <laughs> I have to look up Domino's meatballs. <laughs> All right. I know. Oh, yeah, I know ahead. it's. I know it's really far down the way. But do we ever get a name of that sandwich shop that Keanu goes to on oh. uh, Papas's suggestion? No, oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a very that's a several minutes away. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll it, uh, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, because if they had a tagline, it would probably be like such and such a sandwich shop sandwich is so good. You'll completely miss the fact that the bank across the street is being robbed. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit of a mouthful, but you know, if their sandwiches are really good, you want it to be a mouthful of sandwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you want to be you want to be in such ecstasy while you eat it that nothing around you matters. Yeah, that's um, the idea. Especially, and you always have to order two. Yeah, uh, if so, not three. No, no, three only two. Yeah, at least uh, you know multiples of two. I did. I was going to say uh, in a previous uh, where. Uh, I figured out where Lori Petty works, where uh, Keanu orders uh, shrimp and fries by the beach. That restaurant is called Neptunes. So that's, yeah. a, that's a real place you can go. Oh, well, road trip. Yeah. There you go. Um, I also just discovered that Domino's Taiwan has pizza with giant meatballs. <laughs> and the crust is stuffed with something white and oozy, which I can only assume <laughs> is... I hope it's cheese. We, we yeah. hope it's cheese. Yeah. Oh, and they do make a point of saying that they have sugar in their meatballs. Okay. So, the so me- go yeah. to Taiwan and you can get a meatball pizza yeah. at Domino's. They also have a meatball oh. ciabatta sandwich. So there you go. Nice. Sugar and a meatball. I feel like there's some Italian mother that's spinning in her grave right now <laughs> yeah. at the very mention. Well, <laughs> yeah. With a sugar and pasta sauce. 
Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Cause I say, it doesn't mean it's going to be like sweet necessarily. Yeah. It's just, right. yeah. It just, it's like salt. Spicy. It brings out flavor. That's true. Yes. That's very, very true. There's sugar in everything. Yeah. Even in the French fries and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's very, very true. And I'm seeing a lot of pictures right now of meatball pizzas. So, yeah. Before we go down the rabbit hole of that, do you guys have anything else you want to say about this minute? Or what do you think? About this minute? I mm-hmm. think I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, there's there's a lot I want to say about tomorrow or uh, about the next minute. Yeah. Awesome. So I'll awesome. save it for that. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yeah, we get we really get into it in the next couple minutes. Let's move it on to recommendations. And do you guys want to start us off? Either of you guys, both of you guys? Um, yeah, Julia, you've got one. Do you have it ready? Um, I want to save it for tomorrow's minute. Okay. Okay. So my recommendation for today, if you like Point Break, which I'm assuming since you're listening to this podcast, you do, I would recommend that you search out a 1974 movie called Stone. It is a movie that we here at the Mad Max Minute covered in one of our hiatus material or one of our hiatus episodes like months and months and months ago. But it mm-hmm. is the story of an undercover cop who infiltrates a motorcycle gang in order to find out who is killing the members of that motorcycle gang. It is essentially point break but replace the surfboards with the motorcycles. Is this stone cold Steve Austin in this movie? Because there is no. a- there is a motorcycle <laughs> gang movie with Stone Cold Steve Austin infiltrating a motorcycle gang. Are, are you sure you're not thinking of, um, is it called just called Steel? Or maybe you're thinking of something else. Anyway, that sounds amazing. <laughs> this does sound yeah. amazing. So this is, like I said, a 1974 movie. It was made in Australia, so it's got a bunch of Australian actors awesome. in it. The opening scene is a... Just motorcycle drive with hundreds and hundreds of bikes driving down the highway. It's got an awesome cast, including Hugh Keysburn, who played the Toe Cutter and Immortan Joe in the Mad Max movies. Awesome. It also in- includes Vince Vince Gill, Roger Ward. Um, let's see. The guy who plays the main character is... Let's see. Duh, 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 duh. Crap. What's his name? Is it Derek Barnes? I can't remember. <laughs> a dude. <laughs> it's a dude. He wears bright white leather motorcycle gloves. Oh my God. So yes. Oh, yeah. amazing. It's something special. Now, since so. since you all deal with Australian cinema to a certain extent, are you familiar with the return of Captain Invincible? Oh, oh, we will be. Yeah. We are doing that. We're covering that for a hiatus episode. I think we're going to watch it on Sunday mm-hmm. and record our review Excellent. of it. Excellent. Yep. And then we're going to release our episode talking about it on March 14th. All right. Awesome. Excellent. I'll keep an eye out for that. That's a, that's a favorite of mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Good to know. Really, yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I've never heard of it at all. Yeah. I, oh I just... wait, no, that's the one where What's Face sings a song about alcoholism. Yep. Oh yep. yeah. Yeah, I've seen the clip of Doctor Midnight or Who's the Christopher actor? Lee. Yeah, Christopher Mr. Lee. Midnight. I've seen the clip of Christopher Lee singing. That's all yes. I know about that movie. <laughs> yeah, I I just happened uh, a couple of friends of mine and I were just hanging out one night and we were like looking for a stupid movie to watch and we we're like, oh, it's Christopher Lee's birthday today. We should look at like what he has to offer, and then we randomly found this on his IMDb and looked it up, and then just we found it, and we were 
overjoyed. And when Mern and I were first dating, it was a requirement that we watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and you were not oh as God. enamored of it as I was. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but Say. Yeah. Not every movie can be a winner. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, Marin, what's your recommendation? My recommendation uh, this this uh, day, this week, this day, uh, is going to be my favorite Alan Rickman movie, Blow Dry. Um, this is from the writer of uh, um, The Full Monty, and it has the exact same feel to it. It's like a Northern England, small town, uh, we can do it kind of uh, story. And Alan Rickman plays a hairstylist. Um, and his son is Josh Hartnett, who does a pretty good Northern English accent. Um, and uh, I don't remember the exact plot at this point, but uh, basically his, uh, Alan Rickon's rival uh, hairstylist who, like, sort of sacrificed his cred to become famous was is uh, Bill Nye. And uh, he is sort of a famous hairstylist who's coming back into town to do a convention, and then they uh, they sort of have it out. And uh, it's just delightful, and uh, it's it's just a wonderful to see Alan Rickman and Bill Nye play hairstylists. Yeah, and there's lots of funny hairstyles. Um, and uh, Heidi Klum, Heidi Klum's in it as a model. Uh, yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, she's a bright pink bush that you see. So. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> just worth noting. Yeah, it's it's just it's a wonderful good time of a movie. Um, blow dry. Awesome. Do you guys have any other recommendations before I move on to my own? Go for it. Awesome. So I'm going to recommend um, The Fighter, um, which is pretty recent and was pretty well received. So it's not that like controversial of a recommendation by any means. Um, but it's a true story starring Christian Bale, Mark Wahlberg, and Amy Adams. And I have to be clear, I am not normally a fan of Christian Bale or Amy Adams. But Christian Bale is actually really good in this. And he's somebody who excels at playing really gross, bad people. And I don't like him when he's not playing that type. It's the McConaughey, McConaughey it, effect. It, exactly. <laughs> but he does really well in this movie playing this, like, drug addict has been. Um, and, yeah, he's awesome. Um, but it's a true story about family of boxers. And Mark Wahlberg is the little brother of Christian Bale. And he's always been in the shadow of him. And, um, you know, it's stuff happens from there. I don't want to give it away, but it's pretty good. There's some good music. There's some good um, good shots. Uh, I like it a lot. And uh, Mark Wahlberg is. He is. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So if we have... Oh, what? If I remember right, that movie's set in the Boston area, right? Yeah. If so yeah. yeah. Well, if Mark Wahlberg is in it, then, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. Mark, Mark Wahlberg's in it, and I think Christian Bale's character has like five sisters. Is that is that the movie I'm I thinking think, of? It yes. might be another one. Uh, yeah. Well, and if it's set in the Boston area, then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the whole family has like Mel- Melissa Leo's the mom. Yeah, and they have a million sisters. Um, but then the two brothers are the boxers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Melissa Leo's great in it, too. Yeah, so. she was nominated for Best Supporting, I think at she least. Won it. She won, maybe. Yeah. yeah. She's very good. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have Stone. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Stone, Stone from 1974. 1974 Australian film Stone. We've got Blow Dry, and we've got The Fighter. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, thank you once again for tuning into another Point Break Minute. Um, thank you, Rick and Julia, for coming on and, and lending your wisdom. And, uh, and, Dom- and Domino's pitches. Uh, 
<laughs> check us out on uh, Point Break Minute. Uh, well, I, uh, check us out on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, and check out our Point Break Minute listener surf shop on Facebook to continue the discussion. If you have a, a Domino's Point Break crossover pitch, you can uh, post it on Point Break Minute listener surf shop. All right. We'll see you next time on another Point Break Minute. Woo!